All right, here we go. Welcome to day two of the No Corona Zone. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. Uh, I'm, excuse me, because you're going to hear uh, an echo real quick. I hate I hate that. Oh, no, I did it right. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, I want to introduce, I'm going to just go straight to it, introduce my panel. I have a great panel. Uh, we're going to start off, of course, ladies first. Uh, the one and only... Uh, <laughs> the one and only I forgot her name. Only Jen, Jen <laughs> from Hawaii. Is that how you say Hawaii? Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. Uh, wait, say it again. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Okay, that's yeah. good. Right. All right. Um, you know, a question I haven't asked you, and I'm gonna ask you this real quick. How long have you been in Hawaii? Oh gosh, since I was a teenager. Oh, I thought, you know what? Okay, I didn't realize. Just a couple that. years. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, you've been there that long. Yeah, I've been, I'm, I I think I can consider myself a resident now. Okay. All right. Because that's, that's what my question was going to be like, do you consider yourself a Hawaiian? A, a, a no, Hawaiian? I, I don't consider myself Hawaiian, but I do consider myself a permanent resident. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I raised all three of my kids here. So, oh, so your kids are legit. Oh man, my kids are, yeah, my kids are super local. Oh, okay. Yeah. Local or loco? No, local. Not local. <laughs> well, sometimes they're loco too. I mean, there is that. There are plenty of times when I'm pretty sure that they would qualify for that. Hey, man, it's okay. You know, uh, we can't all have same kids, right? The, the people out here, if you're local, right? A lot of the people out here speak uh, pidgin, which is, you know, kind of like a hybrid English. And my kids can speak it really well. Mm. Uh, you know that I wasn't born here because <laughs> when I try to speak it, I sound ridiculous. So. <laughs> all right. All right. A returning champ all the way from Staten Island, the, the site of the first purge. The one and only Dre. What's up, Dre? What's going on, everybody? Good oh. to be here. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I've never been to Hawaii. I didn't know that the W was pronounced with a V. I had no clue. Yeah, you can always tell when people are from here because they'll pronounce it just a little different. Yeah, that's kind of. And, and you said that the language is pidgin? Well, I mean, it's pidgin English. You know, there's a lot of places that speak a kind of pidgin. It's a, a hybrid English. So, how come, how come English is pidgin, but in every other language is like Creole? <laughs> Yeah, good, good question. Uh, I, there, you know what? There's a linguistic, real thing behind this, and I unfortunately just don't have the brain capacity to remember it all right now. Yeah. But when I first moved here, there, like, there's very specific ways that uh, when the uh, missionaries came here, <clears throat> and all the people uh, that were doing trading, the way that they taught English was. A little strange anyway and they the people here sort of like hybridized language in the english language all by themselves mm. so it's i mean it's actually kind of cool yeah. yeah all right all right all right we see we learning something tonight yeah. um now this brother uh this is the first time well i guess this is everybody's first time on this particular program but he's been on indie radio before but he'll be new to a lot of you guys I had the pleasure of meeting this brother when we yeah. both had a uh, film in a the Pan African Film Festival, and um, 
realized how cool he was and me and him kept up over the years. It is Damian D. Smith. How you doing, Damian? I'm doing well, brother. How y'all doing? Hey, everybody. Happy uh, coronavirus. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's oh, money, yeah. in the, that's money to PayPal. Donate to PayPal. Donate to PayPal. <laughs> what, what happened? Donate to PayPal. Yeah, right, right. We ain't right. <laughs> I missed it. Well, I missed it. Well, donate to PayPal. I had some technical difficulties. Right. <laughs> what happened? If anybody says the, all right, I'm going to say for the purposes of this, if anyone <laughs> slips and says coronavirus or COVID 19, they have to put 25 cents in a PayPal. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Hey, I hear it. I hear it. Hey, listen, within within context, though, because if I could say, if I say, Marisol, you got an extra Corona I can drink, then I'm good. <laughs> but if I would say, AD and Tasha in the uh, in the uh, Facebook chat, um, yeah. So no, nah, but it's all good. Um, uh, well, hey, yeah, nice meeting everybody. Happy to be here. Now, uh, now we're going to talk about this more, but on Thursday we have a special show we're going to do. It's going to be mainly on stream on Facebook. Uh, and uh, I'll let you talk about it. We might as well go ahead and start off with that. Start off with that? Okay, cool. It's called A Short Break. Um, that's what it is, and it's a a, a, a online short-form platform that we're uh, putting together over here at 4910 Rosalie Productions, production company. Um, we're doing it, so we, what we want to do is, is, is in these times where we're all quarantined and we're all in the house and, you know, hashtag stay home is for real because we're all here trying to save lives. We wanted to put together something that um, can showcase an audience that may be underserved. So I know that short film audience is it's it's strong but i feel that we can use it to but since we're all together now we can use it to highlight some artists and highlight some people that might not be get that might not get the looks that that they should or you know especially off this piece of work that they presented to us so what we're going to do is because it's called it's called a short break we're going to highlight a short film and a filmmaker. We're going to screen it at the same time. So what's going to happen is we're going to screen the short film in its totality. And then what's going to happen is that we're going to screen the film again, but we're going to put it in mute. And and then at that time, that's when the audience has the uh, option to ask any questions they want about how the film got made, you know, what was the inspiration, what you shoot on, anything, anything you want to know about this film or anything the filmmaker want to add. It's that's what's that short break, and it only lasts the, the the time period that your film lasts. So if you got an eight minute short, then it'd be a short minute, com- eight minute commentary. Fifteen minutes short, then an eight minute, a fifteen minute commentary. You know, so those are the options, and that's what a short break is. So we have something to do since we're all in the house, and you know, some really great short films out there, and some really interesting stories. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a lot of fun, and that's going to be on Thursday at uh 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern so and it's going to be a a thing that he's going to be doing um in the future as well so we're all excited about that so um all right so we'll we'll get back to that as well uh let me see um i see oh finn is i see finn on um facebook as well as norma d and uh, Sasha as well. You guys can come on over to get vocal because that's where we all at in the chat. I have it pinned to the top. So the link, if you guys want to just come straight to there, because that's where the bulk of the audience is probably going to be at. Um, and if you're on YouTube as well. Yeah, we're yeah, you guys are here. So you get it pinned to the top? Yeah, in the Facebook. Uh, it's for the Facebook. So it's, oh. it's where we're at right now. We're meeting. Oh. Uh, so there's people over here and, and some people on YouTube as well. So. 
All right. So tonight we're like I said, it's no Corona Zone, and and uh, that's the name of the show. <laughs> so no twenty five cent. And yeah, what's up uh, in the chat? And um, I want to talk about a lot of different stuff, right? And uh, last night our conversation we went from talking about food. We talked about um, uh, we had a conversation about uh, possible cures Dog. for stuff. Uh, we talked about uh, yeah, yeah. It it was pretty pretty uh, pretty wild. And um, we ta- you said that we talked about dogs. Yeah, we talked about you know whether you date a guy, oh, breed a dog, or were cat and, people better than dog people? Right, right, right. Yeah, can you can you um, judge a person? By the kind of animal they have, yeah, we talked about that as well. Uh, yeah, and rodents for pets—that's b- bananas. <laughs> rodents for pets. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Maybe though, Dre might be okay with it because he's from New York, so uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's cold, man. <laughs> are you are you okay with that? Like you know, because y'all have like I, New Yorkers I, have a close relationship with rodents. I, I don't do rodents. <laughs> I don't do rodents. If you can, we have we have we have a. We have a, a black squirrel, two black squirrels roaming the neighborhood. Only two of them. Like, Freaky, man. Black squirrels, pretty cool. I don't do I don't do rodents. Okay, so one thing, so I like to have this conversation be real loose and jump the shark. So hey, Kiana's in the house too. What's up, Kiana? Uh all right, so I want to talk about ghosts. Oh, you said who? Ghost, right? Okay, like G O. A G O S T. Yes. Patrick Swayze. Okay. No, That's not the that. movie. Not the movie, though. All right. So I'm not a believer. Yeah. Me personally. And I'm gonna tell you one reason. I've been in places that people swore was haunted. They swore it was haunted. I slept overnight in places. I never seen nothing. And a lot of this started. Our fan is in the house. A lot of this started, okay, I'm going to tell you, my grandmother stayed in our house the last months of her life, and she died, and it was I was a kid, right? And I moved into her, she died in her, in the room she was staying in. So as a kid, I moved into that room like the next day, and all my friends were like, he was like, what was behind me? <laughs> uh, all my friends was like, uh, oh man, you're going to see like visions of her, or you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was kind of in my head, like, oh man, like this might happen, right? I'm she died in 89. So I was like 12 or 13, 12 years old. And so I in my head, before I went to sleep that night, I'm thinking, is she? You know, well, I see her. Never, never had a moment, nothing, right? I've never had a spooky moment in my life. Your sheet is moving right now, hilarious. Uh, I've never had it, right? And I'll give you another example. I was in Detroit a couple of years ago. And my um, a good friend of the family, I stayed at their house. They have a four-story house. On the top story, they were like, no one stays in there. No, no one stays in that room because somebody died up in there or something like that. And like every time when the couple of people have, they've always seen stuff. I slept in there like a baby. Nothing. Right? They they were shocked. Like like they take that serious right so i was on a, um i had an expert come on to my show who's like a ghost expert and he told me that there's a reason why 
I never have. Hey, Mokuni in the chat. He told me there's a reason why I've never had an experience. And he said, based on my aura, ghosts don't like me. He said it was me. He said, whatever I have about me, they don't like it. That's why I never have any encounters. And I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, or is it a convenient thing? Right, 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 right. If that's true, right? If that is true, yeah. is that a does that mean I suck as a as a human being, right? Kitten, can 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 we take it back just a, just a little bit, brother? Sure. Did you say right after your grandma passed as a kid, you went the next day and stayed in that room? Yep, I did. You made that, that says a lot, right? Black girls don't like you. You and Ghost got like no respect. You and Ghost got 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 no was not like the room I wanted to be in. So uh what's up, Chris? See Will. Uh so I was so I mean I was sad obviously my grandma passed, right? I love her dearly. But you know, yeah. part of me was happy to have my own room again, right? Or have my own room. That was like the first time I had my own room basically. Yeah. So I moved right in and but I didn't even think about it until friends were saying you're gonna see something dude. You're gonna like you're gonna see something and then I never saw nothing, and I've never had an experience. So, I've most people I know they said they've had experiences. So my question is: Has anybody ever had an experience where they're like, "Oh, what's up, Jorge?" Uh, has anyone ever had an experience where you think that? Um, and I'm telling you tonight. <laughs> uh, has anyone ever had a ghost experience? And press one in the chat if you have. Press two if not. Uh, Drake, have you ever had an experience? Uh, so I have. It was a a really weird experience. So, and I'm still trying to like you know think about it because I'm not sure if it was like my mind playing tricks on me or whatever. But um, my mother had just fixed the attic. I had to be about maybe 13, 14, maybe 15. I don't know when when of ages. I forgot what age. She just fixed the attic to be my room and my brother's room. And uh, the first night up there, as I was sleeping, I looked up and I, I saw this white figure. Mm. Right. And happened again the second night. Uh, but all I did was I looked up. It was there. I put the covers over my head and I went to sleep. <laughs> right. And after that, I never saw it again. And I never had any other experience with anything like that. Um, but um, yeah, like so, I, I, I'm 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 from the the. I have a different idea when it comes to stuff like that. Um, I remember uh, my grandmother passed away, right? Mm-hmm. And no, I didn't take her room. I, 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 I bro, I would like that. That <laughs> that's gonna be somebody else's room. But when my grandmother passed, um, people used to say, you know, uh, your grandmother will always look out for you. Mm-hmm. And I used to think to myself, man, that's messed up. She took care of me her whole life, and then she's gonna take care of me in the afterlife. Nah, I'm good. Like, let her live her afterlife with Jesus and be be straight. Like, 
I don't want to put that burden on her to have to look after me. She already looked after me for 30 something years and now she got to continue looking after me. No, I'm good. She did her job. Let her rest in peace. Like, she don't, she don't have to look after me anymore. <laughs> She's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I, I don't really um, uh, do the ghost thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, uh, and, and sometimes I'm not going to lie. Um, certain places, um, like will give me like certain feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. And I purposely make myself immersed in whatever it is. So let's say if, if I go downstairs to a basement and it's dark and it's creepy, I'm going to keep going. Right. And I won't turn on any lights. And I'm going to stand in the middle of a dark basement and let it known. Like, you know, I'm afraid right now, but the fear is about to dissipate. I do the same thing. Yeah. Like you embrace yeah. the creepiness. Yeah. Like you yeah. come into your veins and you just like, yeah. yeah. The chill, right. Chills yeah. Happen. yeah. All that stuff. And then when it's done, it's done. And I never have to worry about that again. All right. So what, what about you, Damien? Have you ever had any uh, experiences? Man, you know, man, I'm weird. So <laughs> I'll just start off by saying that as a kid, I used to see all type of stuff. Um, I, I, I while, we, while while Brother Dre was talking, I was sitting just just reflecting a little bit about being in being at home, and I was always the late person, the last person up. Like I've always been a a night owl. I've always been that that person. So I was always out. I was always the last person up, and 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 it would from a big family and family coming in and out of my grandma's house. I used to like hear and see and feel and all type of things, man. As a kid, I remember one time. I was just I was just seeing things in front of me just 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 play out. Just and it wasn't like it was just in ghost entities. It was just, you know, different. I don't know what it was, honestly. I can't really give you really example of what it is. Uh, but it was I mean not example, I can't give you uh, you know, answer for what it is. But yeah, I I believe in all that and I feel believe that I've seen several things and have been in tune with certain with certain elements and stuff. And, and and then and then when you guys were, uh, when when, uh, when you and Dre were speaking about like you go into a space and you just let whatever entity or whatever space or whatever energy you like you know, I'm here it's gonna dissipate then I'm just gonna move forward from that point forward that is a really really brave that I just wouldn't gonna go in I just let that just be you know just it's, <laughs> I'm not gonna go in there and tackle all that man. I remember as a kid, like, nah, I'm gonna let that go. It's, it's, he's going to the basement <laughs> of my grandma. And it used to be like, used to, used to be a room like right to the left. And it was a basement, sometimes it was finished and then sometimes it wasn't. And he said, it was always like a mildew or so, it was something down. And I was like, it's just something about that. I just gonna just stay away from that. It's just, you know, I, I can East Coast, very, uh, you know. East Coast basements can be creepy though. Like, Oh, no, St. Louis. Okay. Well, West, yeah. So, yeah, like, I like, in they had a basement in that house. That was more creepier than that ghost room, you know, where they had like laundry and stuff. So, uh, what about you, Jen? Have you ever had any experiences? Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of something, and <clears throat> no, I don't, I don't, I don't not. Yeah, I hate using double negatives. I, I think there's a possibility that there's a good explanation for what people experience as ghosts. Uh, it tends to be a little bit more geeky than supernatural stuff running around. But no, I've seen 
I've seen really crazy things in the sky, but aliens and ghosts aren't the same. So I guess I got to sit this one out. Or maybe ghosts are really aliens. Um, <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> no. So, can we get into just the, the ab, um, not abnormal, what's it, paranormal or beyond? Paranormal. Beyond normal. I keep hoping that something will present itself to sort of like give me that experience that, you know, I think one of the reasons I'm super into horror movies, right? I mean, like I've been watching horror movies since I was a little kid. And one of the reasons I think I'm so into them is because uh, stuff doesn't usually scare me. But uh, well, spiders scare me, so yeah, there's that. But uh, this, all this other stuff, I, I, I don't. Nothing like that has ever presented itself, and I keep thinking how cool it would be to, like, you know, oh hey, I was walking in the woods and there was some crazy spirit thing happened. Nothing like that has ever happened. So maybe I'm like you could take. Maybe my aura just naturally, pro, you know, sort of like deflects them, and that's why. Uh, Angela says I had a personal encounter with a demon possessed person. I think I have several because uh, some of the, my exes, I, I think they were demon. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I, I feel you on that. Man. I think I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> she's <an> ignorant. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think though. Okay, you you mentioned um, horror movies, and I think some, horror movies are are really good date movies. You know, like. Awesome, yeah. I think they are. I think they make for great date movies. Um, so great date, you know, so you, you're with your lady and you're leaving, you hear hot loud bang, and you jump looking to run, and she's like, Are you a punk? Like, <laughs> are, are you watch the movie like this? Like, you watch the movie like, <laughs> Are you like, you know, there's two sets now that's the rule that's a set of rules when you watch the movie by a horror movie by yourself you can you can allow yourself to you know be uh you know uh taking uh, back all the cracks you with your lady you man up man uh, uh, <laughs> take it to the chin what's the last movie any of you guys saw that actually scared you that actually scared me. Yeah, that, like you actually were like, "Oh my god, that was genuinely scary." No, I would, I would say Paranormal Activity, the first one. Mm. I mean, man, based on a true story, man. I told you, I said it yesterday. The last movie I was like a kid, Willard, because I hate rodents. So that movie, I couldn't. It was more like I couldn't even look at the screen. Like I hate oh, rodents, god. like for real. Uh, like I don't even like them in cinema. That's how much I don't like rodents. Like, yeah. like I don't watch Ratatouille. I don't like Tom. Or which one is he? Jerry? I, I can't remember. Jerry from Tom. Jerry. I always forget. Like, Jerry is the mouse. Um, yeah, I don't even like, I don't like Mickey Mouse. I don't like none of them. Man, I'm for real, man. I don't like them. Now, don't, now, don't get it twisted. If Say like if there was a mouse in the house. I'm not jumping on furniture and nothing like that uh, <laughs> but, uh, i i ain't no punk but uh i just don't like them that's what i'll say i don't like them. but so uh can't chase you around the house with a mouse no 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 but i'll say this though so i think i think horror movies can be great date movies um 
you know, especially your lady gets scared and she buries her head in your chest and you, you know, that, that that's well, then that, that's not gonna work for me. Oh, so you're not gonna be scared? I'm. I. I there has. I haven't seen. Okay, uh, unless you're talking about like when I was a teenager, right? right. Uh, up until that point, I don't think that I've seen anything that has been that scary that I'm like, oh my god, you know, I, uh, I'm gonna have trouble sleeping or I don't want to turn around this corner or whatever. I I can't even remember the last time that a movie really scared me. Now that doesn't mean that that like I don't really appreciate the levels and the efforts that people go to to be psychologically twisty in horror movies and like I really appreciate that and love it, but I just can't think of any that have been like super scary. I'm waiting though. Somebody's got one out there that's gonna be scary. Have you seen I Saw the Devil? Mm-mm. Um, I don't know. What would give me a synopsis? I didn't see it either, oh. but everyone I speak with, I haven't, it's, it's on my list to check out. So but not everyone I saw the devil. would say, hey, once you see I Saw the Devil, you'll be like, oh, oh okay, yeah. The it's, one it's, in it's, the it's, elevator. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Mexican. I think it's Mexican, I think. Um, oh, is it the one with the two kids? No, oh, you you may, no, are you talking about the one, the, uh, no. I don't. I don't know which. which that was genuinely you? good. There's this one with the two kids where they were the. It was some kind of encounter with a devil, and that was actually really good too. Okay. Yeah. You know what though? Devil movies. I guess. You know, just because uh, you know, I grew up a Christian boy, and um, the devil. That's a good way in to possibly give me, but really it hasn't nothing got me though. So uh, you know. I don't play Exorcist? with the I don't play with the nah. I don't play nah. with the devil though, for real though. Like in real life, uh I no Ouija boards. I don't I don't put no I don't do none of that stuff. But uh, you know, I, I take the devil very serious. I, I, I gotta say, I I'm I, I'm I don't necessarily like believe anything too weird about it, but I also don't I think I, I also sort of like from afar go why would i chance that <laughs> like nobody's gonna get me to hang out and play with a ouija board because it's just not why take a chance why bother watch demon or <laughs> it's just or not Devil movie. the last one i watched was exorcist and that was the tv version in 1980 yeah i mean i you i can watch a devil movie but they're not my favorite you know i don't think candy man is good uh, yeah, yeah, i yeah really really too because i like candy i was a kid candy man I think, yeah, I think uh, Tony, oh, they're remaking Candyman right oh, now. Junk, I, think, I think Tony Todd lives in this area because I've seen him at the grocery store a lot. Uh, I don't know if I can see him. <clears throat> I'll see him and run. Hey, you know what? It wasn't a horror, but you know who got me when I first saw him? what? When I saw little uh, 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 Snoop from The Wire and oh, Banger. Um, his name's Banger. The, the, the sweet blood of Jesus from the from the, no from The Wire. Yeah, her. She was in Sweet Blood of Jesus as well. But when I first saw them, when I first saw them was, it was uh, during the uh, Just Those Mixtape Awards, and we honored The Wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was producing the awards, and we honored the we honored The Wire at the ceremony, and they just popped up on me, like uh, 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 popped up on me from the back, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I kind of this The Wire was popping. Mm-hmm. I was, Anybody, they go through metal detectors. This, that's that's who scared me when I first saw them. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, so uh, talking about dating, right? And 
Um, I think a movie is a bad first date because yeah. you want to be in a situation where you can talk more. And I don't know. I just think a movie is not a good first date. Um. So, Dre, yep. um, what is a good first date to you? Um. No. Yeah. Definitely. I. I won't do movies on a first date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. And I, I've said this before, and I'm sure people on here already know it. A nice walk in the park where we can com- converse and and talk to each other. No um, expectations. Just having a good time, getting to know who the other person is. That's it. That's a perfect first date. Mm, okay. All right. What about you, Jen? What's a good first one for you? Um, I don't know. Something exciting. Exciting? Like what? what? Zip lining. Skydiving? Skydiving. That'd be great. On a first Zip date? Lining would be awesome. Yeah. You, ne- you know, you never get to know somebody as well as you get to know them when their adrenaline is going. You get to know me. You get to know I won't be getting out of any plane. <laughs> you know that about me quick. Um, exciting, huh? Yeah. How about uh, how about how about cage diving with like sharks and stuff? <laughs> On the first date. Wow. Uh, dang, you're very yeah. ambitious. On your first date. You're doing Hawaii. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we're gonna go cage diving in the Shark Tank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, honestly, I, I, I'm just kidding. What about you, David? What's a what's a good one for you? Uh, first, good first date for me is that we something outside, kind of like what Dre was saying. I gotta I go outside, meet, hang out, um, grab some tea, grab some coffee. Let's let let's let's do anything that's going to promote us being able to talk more and more and more. Because I gotta know if I like you to see if I want to go out and do more with you. So I'm mean, I, first date for me is, is a real introduction. I got to see if I actually like you and you actually like me. Right, right, right. Are there anything that will? He said drive-in, pretty good movie date. <laughs> driving? Yeah, that's what uh, Olaf said. Yeah, oh, driving. Truth. Yeah, driving is dope. Yeah. Okay, so what is like? Okay, what is like on that first date? What are some things besides like obvious that? make you give you pause about a chick or about about a guy too uh we'll start with you damon what's what's something that would give you pause about a girl something that would give me pause about a girl about contact Mm, lack of eye contact yeah eye contact uh because that's it i mean that's that that's outside the obvious right smell anything that you know you know uh hygiene and all that stuff eye contact is big with me to see because if you if you if you could if you if you can engage with me on all levels eye contact is definitely part of it to see if you to see if we can have a real conversation and 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 really see if you just know because this body language is very important to me like i watch body language a lot so um you know, your eye contact means a lot because you 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 can you're saying you can deal with anything head on. Now, initially, initially, in my mind, Marty Sauce says, "What if she's autistic and she pushes all those other buttons, but eye contact is a no-no?" Well, I mean, listen, I'm I'm an optimist at heart, so when all those other buttons are pushed, hey, certain things will have to be left behind. That's just mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you find on if you find on ninety nine percent, hey man. <laughs> I don't need I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm good. So if we if we lacking on eye contact and everything is fine, fire and perfect, we can go right in. 
autistic system. What What about you, Jan? Uh, what's a uh, besides the obvious? Uh, besides the obvious, what are some uh, things that give you pause about a guy on a first date? Hmm. Boy, that's a uh, okay. <clears throat> so uh, I know I've told this story before, but anybody that goes out on a first date that can't speak intelligently on a variety of topics. I'm not talking, I mean, I know people get nervous, right? So you don't hold that against people. But I mean, I have been on dates where people have mistaken Shakespeare for foreign food. <laughs> and, you know, I ask them what their favorite literature is and they like quote a kid's book. I mean, things like that. <laughs> like, uh, no. Yeah, the dating pool out here needs a little story. You said green eggs and ham, my favorite. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't be No, I, I had one guy, I, I asked him what his favorite, uh, what, you know, what, tell me what your favorite piece of classic literature is. Classic literature. And he said, uh, The Hunger Games. And I was like, um, th okay, there's so many things wrong with this. <laughs> <sighs> but, you know, I, you don't. Uh, I think personally that that the way that you figure out whether somebody is like, yeah, you got you're pushing all my buttons that I don't like, you, you sort of know it like within the first fifteen minutes. At least I do. Mm. You can't hide that stuff. Oh, okay. What? What? But then, what if they they think they slick though, and you say, "What's your favorite piece of classic literature?" And then he's like, uh, "War and Peace." But but you can be you know he might okay, be listen, some shit. I, ain't who's I mean come on he probably uh, okay listen I have read War and Peace and so if you really say that you've read War and Peace and you can't talk to me about who the main characters are then maybe that's kind of a clue but you know what that's that's what if you said I, I love either. War and Peace the right answer the right answer to what's your what's your favorite piece of classic literature is <clears throat> are you a writer mm. that's the right answer. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, what if it? Okay. What if it's um? What if his favorite classic literature is uh something popular like uh you know uh that's not classic literature. That's popular. Lit. That's pop lit. That's 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 a whole different genre. Classic literature is acceptable. Classic. You know what? We don't like pop. I don't have one be an acceptable answer. Yes, that would be an acceptable oh. answer, and also two points for being original. Super awesome. Okay. All right. Absolutely. The state can continue. Is, is Dracula classical? Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula classical literature? Yeah. It, ab absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my, my now I know family. that's my go-to every time now. <laughs> so, what, what's your favorite classic literature? Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yeah, and, and and that, and you know what? And that also makes you seem like you're a little bit edgy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that Wait, so ticks I'm, off a whole bunch of boxes. What if he says uh, "Interview with a Vampire"? Does that count? Oh <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I love that nice like everybody else. Tom Cruise. No, an intricate part in that story is great. It's, Trying to talk intelligently about that. It's kind of funny. Uh, right. yeah, uh, you can't talk intelligently about Lestat. That's not, I know. I don't know, man. Oh, hey, I don't bad, because like, I, I'm a reader, but I'm more of a reader like um, like informational books, right? Um, oh. Like on a date, like I want her to talk intelligently about the MCU. Like 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I want her to be able okay. to say things like, you know, uh, you know, Captain America and um, um, Bucky Barnes. You know, their relationship is tumultuous and it's messed up how, you know, him and, and, and Tony Stark's got close, but then as soon as Bucky came back in, they became enemies and then became friends again and they ruined the Avengers. And see, I want us to have conversations like that. But, <clears throat> so, so, so talking about Tony Stark's level of philanthropy to the rest of humankind, would that be a good topic? Because I'd love to have that conversation. That would be. See? And we also have to go back to his Playboy <laughs> attitude also, somehow. Yes. The, okay. the, the contrasting. Nerd dating 101. About. I mean, <laughs> so is this what nerds talk about on their dates? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, see, no, nerds talk about everything on the date. The thing is, that's what separates nerds, right? Nerds are not afraid to open up the Pandora's box of any topic. Oh, bravo. Bravo. <laughs> it's true. Well said. You know, us non-nerds, we have deep philosophical conversations. Hey, are you, do you really think you're a nerd? Hell yeah. You are not. Hell yeah. I'm not a killer. You're sitting in a gaming chair. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> My husband said he doesn't want to go on a first date to talk about classic anything. Eh? <laughs> Me too. You know what I want to talk about on that first date. <laughs> uh, you, you definitely uh, are a need. A need? Oh, I think you've been a nerd. Uh, wait, I, uh, wait, 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 wait. We uh, got to go back to this. Okay. The your your first the, your topic. You got to tell us now. What's your topic? What's your first topic? My first topic on a date? Yeah, well, on a date. Yeah, you made all of us answer. You got to answer. No, that wasn't the question. The question was, uh, what's something that would? Uh... Oh, okay, uh, right. What something that would? Right. 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 But... So, you, uh, you get no, that gives me pause. Yeah. Um, lack of intelligence is a huge thing. I can't say that's obvious, man. right? Not really, though. The first thing you told me was not obvious. Okay. Lack of it. Come on, somebody walk around in circles. I'll look, man. Those guys will throw some of that stuff out the window for a certain reason. So, uh, but um, okay, all right. I'll, I'll throw that out. Um, uh, honestly, I like intellectual curiosity, and what I mean by that is, if you don't know, you want to know. You know, and Sometimes people don't have that, and that's that is. Oh God! So, uh, man, sorry about that. Um, wow, sorry, but I just gotta. Uh... Man, anyway, uh, no, no, it was ain't some bad news, but uh, anyway, uh. Uh, like I like people who, if you don't know, right, you want to know, you want to learn, you know, that kind of stuff. When I smell that kind of stuff, it does, is not a turn on, you know, it is kind of a turn off. Um, so people that watch discovery channel, no, it, uh, you don't have to watch discovery channel to be intellectual curious. But, uh, I, I know I'm just throwing some ideas out. Right, 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 right. So, um, but yeah. 
So you like intellectual curiosity is what you're saying? Yeah, that's big for me because um I don't so is that what you would I'm still waiting on the the, the answer to the question. Is that what you avoid the things that turn off or or that an unsubtle turnoffs? No, this is a red flag. It's, it's a red flag. Red flag. Not, yeah. Red flag. Okay. Pause. Because remember that's the question. Does it give you well, if, yeah? What, what, what? <clears throat> oh, you're on mute. If you're uh, are you talking to us? Oh, Dre's on mute. No. Oh, okay. I, I was wondering if I can expound on that, Kente, because uh -huh. oh, wow. one of the things that that bother me is when when um like if I was on a first date and she's talking about something as if she knows a lot about it mm -hmm. and she really don't, mm -hmm. and she just went off with um with details and information that is completely false, as if it's real like that's right so i get what you're saying like right 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 it's saying yeah. no i'm not really sure about that but i would like to know mm -hmm. you know that's that's like you know what i like because i i read a lot and i have a lot of information in my head right and i love it when i share something and then the next time i talk to her she didn't researched it and she's like oh my god i da, 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 da. and you know i looked up that like that i like that you know what I mean? Uh, that's pretty cool. Like that she took the time to, you know, to find out for herself and all that kind of stuff. That's I think that's dope. So, you know, and uh, it gives you pause. Does that mean you won't go the hundred percent? No, but it does give you pause. You know. So, but then again, though, sometimes what we do is. When we get pause, <clears throat> he says, oh, I'm giving homework. No. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I know I'm probably going to be the only one to be honest here. Sometimes you're on that date and someone gives you something and you slide them over one category to another category. Doesn't mean that they're off the picture, but then maybe you change the ultimate goal that you might have had. All right, so can, can I make sure, I'm, I'm, I want to make sure, I'm, I'm going to repeat this back to make sure I'm <laughs> correct. So you basically said, I have now placed you out of a potential mate to potentially somebody I can hang out with on occasions. Am I correct? Right, right. I, I mean, I was a young guy, not now. I don't do that now. But oh, no, we're talking about now. We're just talking about the designations that we right. placed people after a certain evaluation period right where you go uh where you go uh okay well yeah on the tap that category yeah i and i know i ain't the only one don't act like y'all innocent but uh <laughs> you know you slide them from category a to category whatever you want to put so the whole going out and dating in the first place uh -huh. i think a lot of people think that 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 approach is a bad thing Right, right. It's the natural thing. If I'm hanging out with somebody and I realize, yeah, we're not really great as a couple. We're cool. We could probably hang out, but this definitely isn't going to be a long term, you know, couple thing that's going to probably lead to marriage. We're cool. We could be friends. That's okay. And it's got to be okay. As mature adults, we have to accept that. Right. You know? I mean, do you, I mean, how do you communicate that though? Like you went from possible boo to booty call, you know, 
Like, do you, yeah. you know, do you communicate that? It's levels of it's levels <laughs> you'd be of like, uh, you know, at first I was really looking at being uh serious with you, but now uh, I just want to hit, so uh, <laughs> I want to admit. And the thing is, it can be like, well, why? Well, then, or the question is, do you want to say, I don't think we're intellectually compatible, right? Right, mm-hmm. but you know, sexually compatible. <laughs> you know, so um, but and women do it too. Women do it too. Women women probably, women do it more than us. Let's be honest. I once heard that um uh, from a few, uh, not once actually from a few women that a woman can meet a guy and know instantly if they would want to you know uh, share intimate moments with them. Right, right. They they know pretty pretty fast. That's why I always tell guys don't do that whole creepy. I'm gonna be your friend and then kind of linger around, hoping you get the drugs eventually. That is so. And I don't know. Have you ever dated Damon? Have you ever dated a girl where you you just knew one of her male friends was that guy? Oh yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I see you. Oh, yeah. I see you, homie. Oh yeah. I knew. I, Cause here's the thing: because I have friends that are girls. So I clearly, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we need to have, you know, both sides of the fence, you know, it just helps your mental health. It's friendships, right? But, um, but so I make it a point to let it be known up front with whoever my friends, my my friends that are women, uh, they're made. So I let it be known. I, 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 I let it all be clear as much as possible through actions. So you can tell the dude who's not his intentions around right. that. It's clear. They're, 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 they jump out. And then you just sit back. And now your biggest thing is that how are you going to engage with this person? Right. That's, that's, that's your real journey right there. How are you going to engage with this person? The first thing you have to do is neutralize this person to have any influence. In right. The thing is, you also have to figure out how you can um, move forward with your girlfriend who doesn't have a clue that this dude's intentions is to be friends until he can get that spot. You know, because that's an awkward spot for a man who is dating somebody or getting or, or is in love with somebody in a relationship, and and we know if our ladies' friends only want to be friends or not, right? You know, women would fight it tooth and nail. No, he's just a friend. He's been friends. We've been friends for years. He's never tried anything. No, he's tried it. You know, when it's over. You know, <laughs> You know, he's tried it when, when he when you know he is coming by and and it's not even snowing all that much and he's outside shoveling the snow and it's only, <laughs> you know half an inch. He's trying. He's trying. You know, if you just shovel the snow and y'all live in LA, I want to change. Your, your your best friend's trying. Right, that's what he's doing. All right, right. I, I can't stand that guy either. <laughs> I can't stand that dude. That's like one of the. I like I like the slimy guy that's up front better than I like that guy. To me, that guy's worse. Yeah. To be all the guy one hundred totally worse because he's trying to steal your reality. Right. That, that guy's trying to steal your reality. He is he is a scumbag. Yeah. You <laughs> know, real. another guy too is. Uh, have you ever had this moment where you're dating a girl and you bump into a guy, and your girl is like, "Oh, this is my friend, so and so." Right, and she's playing it off great, like, "Oh, this is like my buddy," but you can look at him and you know that he's been there. Uh, 
I was in a uh, situation a while ago where I was um, uh, falling for somebody, and we were you know, in a relationship. And she mm-hmm. had a he would come by uh, to shovel her snow. And, like, <laughs> crazy, like you know, that, like a boyfriend would do, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I never met him. And uh, uh, one day I went out of town, and she told me she was going to meet up with him. I was told her so if I would so. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that because I'm really not that kind of insecure dude. All I right. did tell her, just understand that if I was to do that, you can't get upset. If right. I was to meet up with a female friend right. while you happen to be out of town, just don't right. get upset because it has to work two ways. Right. So um, while she t- she was telling me that um, she, and at that point, he knew sort of of me, didn't know how serious it was. And she told him how serious it was, right? that I had said, maybe we should all hang out. When she told him that, he said, I'm not really comfortable with that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Was that a sign to her to let her know that, hey, this guy interested? No, because when she came back to me, she said uh, um, that she said, yeah, I understood what he was saying because he didn't want to feel like the third wheel. I said, first off, if he's your friend, right? Right, he should be wanting to be like if if he's really your friend, I should be saying, "Hey, would you be my groomsman?" <laughs> you know, like and he should say, "Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah man, this is my sister. Like, I, I love her like a sister, like a good friend. Yeah, absolutely, not that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not comfortable with hanging out with you too. Yeah, you know, so he tried to play it off and say, "Yeah, I understand his point. He didn't want to be the third word. I said, "No, all right. He's pretty much telling you he's not comfortable seeing you with another man. Right." That's what he's saying. What he really saying, yeah. But one hundred percent, yeah. I had a guy. I had a guy that told an ex mom like we were we had been dating for a while, and I can I kind of knew when he found out that we were dating because we weren't letting anyone a lot of, a lot of folks know in New York. <laughs> so I had a guy, you know, once he found out, I, I knew he knew and all those type of things. And then you know, just you know, stereotypical. When we, we had gotten into a, a, a verbal altercation, me and my, me and my uh, girl at the time, my ex. So we going back and forth, and she broke down and said, and even even Blank said that you should be taking home, taking care of homeboy. <laughs> I was even asking him, trying to get a male perspective. And even he said, hold on, here we go. Wait, oh, this, wait, wait you even, just said even, it. Even, perspective. He said he told you that you should be home more. I couldn't wait to see that. It's a practice thing. Hey man, don't confront things when you're when you are emotional. Right. When you agree, when you're upset. So take it. And I was and this and this and this was one of the times I I I saw a benchmark in myself while I was able to actually like track my growth from who I went, who I was to I, who I am now. I was how I handled that situation. I waited about a good, you know, week and a half. Right. Talk. I mean, I had to talk to him. Oh, but you know, I waited about two weeks and we we was at a coffee shop. It was all A-list. It was so smooth. Oh my God. We, were at a, we were at a we were at a coffee shop. We were talking about some work. Because he was a he was a buddy of mine uh, too. You know, we were all the same artist click. Artist uh, click. Okay. I pulled up, I said, hey man, hey, hey, um, and we we talk, we're talking about this different work and everything. I said, hey man, hey man, you know, such and such said, um, hey man, she said you told her 
that I need to be taken care of home more and that I need to be at home more and I need to take care of home more. Man, why would you tell her that about me? Like, I, I, I don't understand why you said that. <laughs> hey, hey, cause we were so much on a whole different topic and how I threw it on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, no. <laughs> he was he the whole time, he thought we were having the time, I was plotting the whole time waiting, couldn't wait to have this conversation. You know, but yeah, you, man, you I, know what I, though, I'm gonna tell you something that have you ever had a homeboy ask you for advice and then tells his woman that you told him something that was kind of contrary to her? And so now when you see her, she's like looking at you crazy. I'm like, why would you say that? Like, yeah. not you anybody. Yeah, like, why would you tell your woman that I said, you know, like, that, that is so foul. Like, dude, like, and then, you know, you're not breaking up with her. So, you know. So now she's giving me the stink eye every time I see him. Yeah. I don't know why some guys do it, that. It man. So, it, it, it's almost like listening to um, an alien language to hear guys talk about <laughs> women in, in, the, in this context. It, it is, I, I honestly am having trouble even keeping up with the conversation. It's so cool, but it's so alien. Because I guarantee you women are not thinking like this. <laughs> oh yeah. How, okay, the scenario I just said. How are women thinking? That scenario. I, I, you know, I honestly, I think that a lot of times what men perceive as uh, as some kind of actual intent, women completely ignore. I, like I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think in, in in the same scenario, sort of what a woman would do, and I feel like she would just ignore it. Is it like? A ignoring like the ignorant to it no no just, ignore it yeah it, like uh like innocuously just ignoring it like well okay no big deal like it it's, it just doesn't yeah. seem to be as important i know it's important to guys and i'm not minimizing that um but i feel like to women this is not a thing it's what the the the, the friend the guy friend overstepping rounds thing because is that because thing? see why bro i'm gonna tell you why because women are beneficiaries of it. Because mm -hmm. it's yeah. their friend, yeah. right? That they know is going to always be their friend. Yeah. But he but he wants more. She's going to keep receiving all the benefits of this guy wanting to be that that boyfriend and still keep him in that friend zone. Do you have do you have that? Do you have I a friend like that? I'm sorry, are you married? No, I'm not. Not anymore. Do you have a friend like that? Um no, not really. But I have. I, I I have had I've had that situation happen before, but it took somebody sort of calling it out for me to even realize what was happening. Because I never would have realized it. It was just completely, yeah, whatever. I, but but also you know, I think I, this is this is why I think it's so funny, right? Because I think you know, men assign uh, a certain amount of uh, importance to hierarchy in relationships. And it, and I'm not saying that all women don't do that, because I think some women actually do exactly what you guys are talking about. But a lot of women don't assign hierarchy inside of a relationship. And so, although, I mean, you know, you always have your, like, this is your primary partner, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever. Uh, everybody else around, I don't, I don't 
think that women always assign like a pecking order. And but I think that men do. And it's kind of interesting. Actually. I want to I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly, right? So if you, I'm, my bad, my bad, Dre. Well, I, I was going to say not necessarily a pecking order, right? Um, what I found is uh, older women, probably above the age of 35, 38, if they're single, right, uh, they decompartmentalize their men in certain categories. Mm. All right, they have a friend who would they can call in the middle of the night and cut it with and know nothing's going to happen. They have a friend that if they have something broken down in their house, they can call that friend and say, hey, come over and fix it. And this friend likes them, but she also knows that nothing is going to go further than that. Um, they got that friend that they can talk to and go out to eat and they, and she can vent everything out. And he's going to be listening to her and be that caring individual because he wants that spot. All right. And then she may also have that guy that she doesn't want a relationship with, but she may have an itch that needs scratching sometimes and she can go to this guy. So I found that some, not all, but I know several women that are single above the age of 35 that have men that's decompartmentalized in certain areas to meet their need at a particular moment. And she sleeps with the worst of them. She won't sleep with all of them. Right, she sleeps with the worst mother. That's the one that she not knows. very fair. Not fair. <laughs> that is true. That's not the worst guy is the guy that's getting it. I wanted to I wanted to ask you a question from another from, and I understand what you said. I want to ask you a question from another perspective. Like it it, it trips me out that you you're saying that women don't sign like a hierarchy in and you know when it comes to men, but it's absolute when it comes to women. When it comes to like the hierarchy, if you're looking at it on the opposite side of the situation, I mean, so much so when it comes to absolute, you only can feel like a lot of women only can feel that they only competition could be with the guy that they're dealing with is that person's mother. That's the only competition. Right. Above that is is not even a conversation. Right. And, and, and even the mother should you know, acquiesce in, in some of these certain situations on how they feel, how, how, how I've witnessed certain things feel. So it's just interesting that there can be so many different, like not paying attention, pecking order situations on this side. But you apply the same logic to how you guys look at it, how you could people look at it on the side of men. It's like it's, it's, it's like ever be the notebook Negro. And what well, I mean, like, is the, the guy Negro. that uh, goes with her to see the notebook. <laughs> or magic mind or some bullshit like that. Magic <laughs> you know, like no, she probably doesn't respect you, bro. Uh, there's a reason why she ain't even giving you a hand job. <laughs> so like I'm like, don't even disrespect me by asking me to go with you to see the notebook. So uh, but uh no, uh it, it is gendered. I mean, there is because uh, because women have a different I, I mean for sure women have a different sense of all of this right it's just and and they also have a different language for it which i pick up on kind of often too which is really cool actually but um you know for for women women definitely have a, a really different like you know a lot of women don't want their boyfriends or their husbands or whatever to have any friends that are yeah. women is zero none like you know hey you can't be hanging around that person if i'm not there because how do i know what's What's gonna happen? I, like that kind of stuff. First of all, that feels really immature to me. But secondly, that you know, I think some of this actually, now that I think about it, as far as being like gendered, yes, that's part of it. But I think also 
some of this is really cultural mm. because depending upon how you were raised and what you believe a relationship is, you're going to have a totally different experience for all this stuff. And when you are raised in a culture that says, um, you know, hey, this is this is how we experience things. This is the right way to do it. You're under a lot of pressure to maintain that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny, too. That guy that that takes her to go see the notebook and all of that stuff who tries so hard. And, you know, he, she does he does all that. And then he, you know, you know, they spend all day together and it's all wonderful and all of that stuff. And then she goes home and then she calls that asshole over to, you know, handle that business. You know, and, and that guy who drives away whistling because he 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 was in her presence for a night. That guy, he's, he has no idea what's going on at her crib after he didn't drop her off so yeah, see and see all of the stuff that you're saying right now i, I mm -hmm. i'm I i'm right here right i totally honor it and i get that that is an experience that people have but i gotta say from the outside looking in at this that just sounds so incredibly immature to me that is just like it's the epitome of humans being stupid just to be stupid for the sake of what uh, and I don't get it. Like sometimes I, I feel like this is what keeps me out of dating or has kept me out of dating for a long time. I hate that kind of drama. I just I don't like it either, but it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I, I'm I, like I said, I'm here to totally honor it. I get it. I just I find that that this kind of drama is like, ew, why? Why would you even want it? Blech. Yuck. Now there is a rule. There is a rule. I didn't make the rule. But the basically the rule is, as a man, if you you have to try to have sex with a woman within the first three dates, you have to try. Really? You have to at least try. What? If you don't, that's you right. get. That's a rule that you should have. Shit way. You gotta. I, this is the way I said. I've said this before. I've said this before. Make sure you're not in the fridge. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll say this. This is how I say it. I've said this before on the show. You have to at least stick your hand in the cookie jar if it's if not to get it slapped. Right? And if you don't do it within the first three dates at some point. Wait, but, you know, then, wait, wait, but that, 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 that sounds like some Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein kind of stuff. No, I think you got to try. I didn't, say you, I didn't say you were molesting nobody. You got to You just said it. It's the way you said it. Like, put your hand in the cookie jar. I, I give Right. I, I get what you're saying, Kente. I get it. Yeah, man. Like, I'm, you like, to show, hey, I'm I'm interested you in this manner and and the and, and the way that a lot of um our counterparts have been conditioned to receive that if someone's interested is a emotion, a, a, a overt act to show that hey, this is what I'm interested in trying right. to do. So you won't be placed in a zone that's hard to get out of. Nobody wants to be. If you don't, if, it, if this is not your intentions, you do not want to be uh, locked in the friend zone. It, I mean, it was this movie that came out. I, I was just talking about this the other day. Some maybe maybe somebody can help me out. The movie is about this. is, is, is a movie. It's an '80s movie. It was said about a dude who um, he went his, his him and his homeboy his him and his homeboy his high school crew. They went to a ski trip, but he stayed behind. But he got one of the dude. But but the dude on the ski trip. 
he was like the popular dude around town. Uh -huh. He got the, like, the best looking girl pregnant. Mm. And the dude who stayed behind and didn't go on a ski trip, like the winter break, he did, he really always liked this girl. He did everything he can to get her in a, uh, to get her an abortion. Like he stole money, he's just, he was delivering pizzas. He's delivering pizzas during the summer. He stole money from his job, got caught. Dude was like, what the fuck, why you gotta steal from me? He's like, yo, some things going on. He's like, hey man, take the money. I hope it's worth it. You know what this represents. He, he sacrificed everything. Thanks. For this woman, so she can get this abortion, so she don't throw her life away. She got the abortion. After summer break is over, after winter break is over, where everybody come back looking cool. He thought he's gonna be with the girl, but we all know how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta find out what this movie is. That's a, I, I forgot the name of it, but that movie taught me a lot as a kid. Yeah. Right now, what did it teach you? What? Tell me what it taught you. First, let me tell you, let me tell you what it what it did for me as a kid. Okay. It conditioned me to be just that little bit of an asshole as a kid. My immature way of processing what I just saw taught me that the good guy always get kept get get walked past and and, and, and trampled over. And I remember and, and in my life it was happening because I was a cool guy, I was being nice, super respectful. I, I thought was I thought was super respectful was and was always you know, talking to her all the way on the phone all night and following her home, walking her home. And my homie from down the street was doing all the stuff I wanted to do. Same. So I learned that Nice guy, they're not a lot of at that age was not looking for the nice guy. Nice guys finish last and they get that's no. Bad. That's the rule of life. Nice, nice guys finish last and they get no ass. So, you know, this is when nice guys are in when she get like 45 and up and she's been through a bunch of assholes. Then she's like, you know what. <laughs> looking oh, good. I, I mean, are, are you guys all wanting to go out and date twenty-year-olds? Is that where this conversation is? No, no. You don't want to wait till fifty, Yeah, I mean, because I feel like twenty-year-olds and twenty-year-olds do they do their own thing? No, one second. Wait, hey, I was talking about when I was like seven to eight. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez, yeah. You know, I, I just said I was a kid. That's right, but I did learn well, I, though. You, you I, learn then. You know, you you know, people dealt with those ramifications until I learned something else. Yeah. When I, when I learned that, hey, it ain't it ain't the it ain't the part about being an asshole. It's the part about being assertive, right. being assertive, being clear. Right. Being, those were the attributes that they were seeing at the time that I didn't recognize, that I thought that I was doing, but I was misrepresenting them. But but the dude who didn't give a shit, his he was he he had those attributes. But they were misinterpreting them as someone who's assertive, who's who knew what he wanted or that. But they were misinterpreting. So we both were living in a place that was, you know, unsure because we wasn't developed at the time. So he says developed. That's all. No, yeah, I get, I get what you. Yeah, saying. that makes I, sense. I'm just addressing what she said. Do we want to date twenty year olds? Yeah, I know. No, I no. I, 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 that, don't up, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying. I wasn't making that. Like, I think what I'm trying to say though is like. So there's a huge difference. And that, that was part of what I was saying before, right? There's a huge difference between sort of when you are talking about people that have any level of maturity and when you are talking about people, especially in relationships where it's just kind of like you, you're just starting out, you're just trying to figure it out. And between the ages of 20 and 30 or even above, it's hard 
because you don't have any basis for figuring all this stuff out. And I feel like that's where a whole lot of that drama comes from because you've got to try to figure it out. You have to be able to, to, you know, experience a bunch of stuff in order to get a bunch of information back in. But after you have reached that age, uh, that's why it gets really confusing for me anyway, when I start hearing people talk about relationships that like 20 year olds have, not that people above 30 have or even above 40 have. Oh, it's yeah. just it's just a confusing situation because it's just not the same. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, you don't? I wish I wish that this pumpkin patch we live in where you know everybody acts like adults who are adults. Where is that place at? Because a lot of people who are supposed to be adults and you can't say, oh, it's just the people you mess with because we're talking about like everybody, uh, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people, they don't always act like that. And you don't always know that they're acting like that until maybe it's too late. So well, unless you, you know, keep your, but or keep your head on. But it, isn't that part of dating? Isn't that like, you know, you're supposed to screen people out when you're dating. That's like part of, that's part of how you get that information, right? right that's how you slide them over to that next Next box. Yeah. <laughs> Next no, I have a great question for Dre. And um, Dre, you have three sons, right? The oldest is 21? 22. 22. And the youngest is? 12. 12. And the middle is what? 18. 18. You're a good dude, right? You're a good dude. You've dated. You've been there. You've been where they're at right now, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you know a lot of things that they're just now experiencing, right? Mm -hmm. And you're you're a good dude. You want to raise them as good men who treat women with respect and dignity, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then there's another part of it where you don't want them to get used and abused and yep. that kind of thing. So how do you balance like teaching them to be respectful but also how you teach these young men to not be a sucker? Um, so it's it's pretty much at, at their age. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to expect anything from anybody, and I don't want them to have anybody expect anything from them. They're too young for that and right. not ready. For that. So that 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 will help them if they're able to do that. It will help them from, um, and that's anybody, that's anybody in any dating. Don't 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 expect too much from the person that you're getting to know, and don't allow them to expect too much from you in the very beginning. Right? Mm -hmm. that's preliminary. That's good advice. Let's let's just be friends, hang out, no expectations. So I try to teach my sons that. My oldest son, he didn't get it. Like his heart was broken over and over and over again mm -hmm. um, because of that. But um, I think that's how people are able to maintain um, their. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, their uh, not embarrassment. What's that word I'm looking for? Um, Dignity. That's the word uh -huh. in the in that process because you can fall for somebody faster than they fall for you. That's not the bad thing because if uh, it's progressing in that direction and you're moving faster, at least you're moving in the same direction. Mm. It's when you're trying to run in that direction. They've completely stopped or gone in the opposite direction, which is going to cause you to have severe heartbreak. Do you so, do you remember yeah. your first son 
to get his heart broke. The first instance of getting their heart broken. Is this being recorded? It is, but you can, you know, use code words. I can't share. You don't have to. You don't have to uh, but it was, it was, it was back. I remember. I, I did tell him, um, and I got into like really severe, like, uh, dad mode. Like, oh, oh, I said, don't you ever let any female make you feel this way again. Mm. You you know it's funny because I've had that conversation that exact conversation with my girls mm. exact conversation don't you ever let any man make you feel like you are less than who you are that you absolutely are that your worth is not tied up in another human being yeah. <clears throat> that's a parent conversation yeah. amen to that for sure yeah uh I don't know, man. Like me and Damien, we not there as far as having to give those speeches to our children. But I don't know if you are an uncle. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm an uncle, so I know it's not the same. But uh-huh. I've had to talk to my nephews about stuff like that. And there is a certain part, though, because you reminisce about stuff that at the time was like everything. Whatever happened with this young lady, you know, you was just like it was everything in that moment. And then you look back how you may have felt in that moment, like it was the end of the world, maybe even. Uh, and then now you look back on it and you kind of, you know, it's, I mean, I'm not, it's kind of funny now, you know, like when you think back, like I was, you know, I let that be so big of a deal, but at the moment it was, it was a big deal. So, yeah. and it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to convey that. Like, yeah, it, feel, it sucks now, but trust me, bro, you're going to be fine. You know, you're going to, the sun's going You know, the, the, the last thing that you want to do when somebody is suffering for any reason is try to minimize it or say, oh, dude, you know, don't worry, you'll go through worse or, you know, this is not, because to somebody who's experiencing that kind of uh, heartache, uh, there's nothing more totally soul involving than whatever it is that you're going through right at that mm. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in that moment you're like, man, oh my God. you know? Yeah. It feels like it's going to rip your life apart. And, it, and then as a dude, you, you have this thing where you don't, you can't show, you know, that it's eating at you or whatever. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, you, it's only a flesh wound, you know, <laughs> you're literally shot in the heart, but you gotta know, just a little scrape, you know, ain't ain't a big deal, you know. So you don't want to be overly emotional as yeah. well, but you know, it is what it is. All right, now I have another. All right, I have this question too, and I'm a I'm gonna pose it one way, and then I'm gonna change it around. I'm gonna start with the guys, and then I'm I'm gonna start with the guys, and then eventually I'm gonna get to you, Jen. Okay, okay so you're dating a chick, Damien. You're dating a woman. Uh, you've been together for mm-hmm. a little bit. And she's in the bathroom and she happens to leave her phone in the living room and you're there. The phone rings. Um, would you ever answer? Would you answer it? No. What about you, Dre? So if somebody who calls? Uh, somebody calls and let's say she's not there. Would you ever answer your woman's phone? Well, yeah. I mean, and, and if, if she's my wife, she has no, no, she's like your girlfriend. Have you okay. been together for a while? No, no. Okay, now I'm gonna flip it. How would you feel if your woman 
answered your cell phone. Now, I'm not saying you're up to nothing bad, but she she in the same situation, she answers your phone. Again, it's it's about uh, um, what's good for me would be good for her. If she would get upset with me for answering her phone mm-hmm. and she's going to answer my phone, then I'll take issue with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if she answers my phone, then at that point, she's giving me permission. She, she just established that next level of the relationship. Okay, so now we're answering each other's phones. Got it. Okay, how, how would you feel if your lady answers your phone, cell phone? Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> your phone, you don't answer mine. It's just... Because <laughs> it's clearly not, it's clearly not right. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even trying to say it in any type of way to... It's it's not for you. So you as we we know one hundred percent the person that's calling is not calling to talk to you. No matter who it is. She's like, oh, uh, I didn't want you to lose the call, so I answered it for you. Yeah, what's <laughs> Text me. All, all type of stuff is set up to you know for situations yeah. like this. It, it, don't need, it, for, it doesn't require a human response. All <laughs> <laughs> right, that's not. Right. That's how I feel too. Uh, uh, what about you, Jen? Uh, can you can your man answer your cell phone? They're gonna take the bill collector calls, sure. <laughs> oh, he pays the bill. No, he, no I'm, he doesn't have to pay the bills. Just talk to the bill collector. Say, oh, you know, sorry, not available. Nothing I can do. Actually, I, I, I personally, I don't. I that that's kind of like one of those boundary issues that I think you have to discuss like way at the beginning like you know this is off limits this is whatever but for the most part i don't remember i don't really remember having too much of an issue with it i think i think because you know at some point uh the because your phone is like so incredibly personal with like all your information on it unless you really trust the person like really trust them that's a lot of trust to give somebody. I mean, that I can see why people wouldn't want to answer your phone, or we, why you wouldn't want somebody to answer your phone. I, I mean, does, does anybody like uh, in the beginning of the relationship said, no, "Okay, now sit down, sweetie." Uh, if my phone ring, don't you answer it? <laughs> like, I don't think. I don't think I, I've never had no, that conversation. I, right. I, like, I don't think you need to say it like that. I don't think you need to say it like that. Don't you touch this. I, I think you just need to put a passcode on your phone and then um yeah you don't like you don't give it to people. I, I refuse to put a passcode. You, really? you know you know what I don't like though? Yeah, I have one on here, but it's on yeah, I have one on here and but it's only for like I ride a I cycle a lot. Hmm. So like so I don't do pocket dials. I mean it's nothing that I keep secret. People right. you know know my past. I mean, it's not I, if you're gonna whatever you're looking for, you're gonna find it. Well, right. I, have, I have credit cards on my phone. I have Apple Pay on my phone. Like I don't want anybody getting into my phone. You, you know what I think? Yeah, I mean, that's what, I mean, if I lose it, it's a passcode on there. Right. But it ain't, you know. Yes. Yeah, if you go through a phone, you're gonna you're looking to, you know, whatever because you're gonna misinterpret whatever. You're yeah, well, that's true. No, that's one true. of the worst arguments, though. One of the arguments I hate that people use, and it's not even just you know in relationships. Is the well? If you got nothing to hide, I hate that as an argument because it isn't to me. It's not about you got something to hide. It is like that is like your 
kind of like your personal space, right? Right. Especially we're not married. But even if we're married too, I don't know if I, would I answer my wife's cell phone? I got I mean, like I and there's certain situations and circumstances right, right. where hey, grab the phone, answer it. It's G L it's Chris, answer it's your cousin, you know, you know, whatever the situation is, it's always exceptions to every rule, but generally mm -hmm. it's I don't see what the reason could be. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't either, but there's people who feel like there's this whole wait, but it's true, but there's nothing between if there's nothing between you and that person, then it shouldn't be an issue. See, I actually had this conversation with uh, Madi, and she believes that she should be able to answer her man's phone and vice versa. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't know, man. Like, there's this whole thing that there's people who believe that if we're in a, a relationship, everything should be open. Like, you know, I should be able to be in your emails. I should be able to, uh, that kind of stuff. I don't agree with that. Like, I feel like you got to have something like, and I'm saying not to be, to be shady or anything like that, but I don't, I don't believe in that. Like, you know, I, I don't want to be in my, my lady's, uh, emails or answer her cell phone. I don't have no desire to do nothing like that. Um, but I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't want that either though. You know, and then, like you said, the misinterpretation and just the, to me, that's kind of creepy, though, to be in your significant other's personal like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they say if you really love somebody, then they can have the passcode to everything. I, <clears throat> I, I, I feel like you should sort of kind of almost equate this to like, you know, would you go digging through somebody else's purse? Would you like, you know, grab somebody else's wallet and go through it. That's what it feels like to me. Like there are certain things that people consider to be their own personal space. And that I think your phone now is one of them. Because if we were to have asked this question uh, 20 years ago, everybody was still dealing with landlines, right? So answering the phone in your house, in any house, it that's a communal thing. It's only, you know, mostly recently that technology has provided us with another personal space. And that, and you know what you were saying before about not going through having the discussion about, hey, you know, my phone is off limits. I, I'm, I'm, I totally get that you don't have those conversations, but you know, maybe we could eliminate a whole lot of drama if we actually did. I mean, if you said, you just have to say, look, my phone is my phone. It's mine, this is my own personal space. I don't like people going through it end of story. If you were just clear about it up front, you get rid of so much junk. Mm -hmm. You know what? I I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that as that that point. But I, I'm I'm of the mindset is if I gotta have a conversation with you about going through my phone, we ain't meant to be together in the first place. Yeah, there's that too. You have, you have two total like and there's nothing wrong with your point of view either. I right? the point not you, I'm talking about the person's point yeah. of view. Because you're just you just need to be with someone that's more, you know, yoked like you. You know, that's that that's how I try to look at type of things. Like it's not wrong with it. I, I get it. It's just that we ain't meant to be together. Or we ain't meant to yeah, because I'm not, you know, I, I, we gotta have that conversation. I don't think there's several other signs that's clear. You know, yeah, it's funny. Uh, 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 Patricia says it's funny how everybody has their own phone number and a sense of privacy. It's kind of strange new world for us old folks who used to share the family phone. And uh, Madi says uh, that's the problem with 
Pete, though, that's a problem, though. People can't be upfront with others. And then uh, Olaf says it's just a common courtesy not to touch the phone. And uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Sybil, Sybil just came into the chat. Um, I, I'm not I'm not with it. I feel like you, you know, you do need to have your own little privacy and stuff like that. And to be honest with you, why even have a desire to go through your mate's phone or whatever? Um, I know this is another t- I had this conversation once with a girl that I was dating like a long time ago. And she was saying that she believes that when a, when a, when um, you become a couple, you should only have a joint account that you shouldn't have. Oh no! And I'm like, who thinks like that? Like you know, like that gave me pause. By the way, that gave me pause. Like only a joint account? That's bizarre. No, that that's 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 that is so red flag. But that would surprisingly a lot of people have that 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 idea too. Like, like we should just put all of our money in the pot and that's how it should be. I'm like, nah, I got to have my own account. I, I mean, I believe in a joint account, but you know, I got to have my own account. You know, you got to have access uh, you to your know, own. You know, you know what I think this kind of brings up a little bit? <clears throat> it brings up this idea. Ugh, it's it's such a complicated uh, thing, but it brings up the idea of um, at what point in the relationship do, do you sort of like put everything together to be one as a couple because it makes it much harder for you to just pick up and leave out of the situation. I mean, you know, not that my divorce was any different from anybody else's divorce, but when I went through my divorce, my ex-husband took, uh, he signed stuff that he shouldn't have signed and ended up getting money that he wasn't allowed to get. Um, He helped himself to my 401k he took all the money out of our joint account. Um, he, you know, did all kinds of crazy stuff that was just, it was beyond the pale of sort of, you know, what you would even do in a breakup. But it it was so easy for him to do because all of our stuff was all together. So it, 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 there is a hard part. There's a hard piece of this which is at what point do you really trust somebody to uh to share everything when it is super easy to just divest yourself of everything too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and also when there's a big difference in income too uh i can see like if if you was dating oprah of course yeah yeah, we only should have a joint account oprah Yeah, I'm putting my my few shekels into the pot. <laughs> you know, uh, if there's like a big difference in income too, uh, I can see where there, there could be an issue there too. You know, uh, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like communication—you got to really communicate that stuff, and you got to ask a lot of questions early on because. You don't want to find so many people find out after they're married to somebody who they person the person really is, and it's like, dang, you didn't know they was that crazy. Like, you know, what what were you you know y'all talking about before y'all got married? You know, you know, like, oh my god, there's so many people that find out. Um, what, what do they? What, what do you mean? What do they? Do you mean they they find out that the other person's 
irresponsible or they find out that the other person doesn't have any their worldview on things like finance religion sometimes uh, and stuff uh one of my yeah. favorite uh stories now this was uh this this woman the sister uh had like three kids she was in her late 30s just really wanting to get married right and she finally met this brother no kids handsome dude makes good money and he you know, he was, uh, I guess, a really good pickup, right? They hook up, they start dating, and then he proposed to her, right? What she had been waiting for, because she really wanted to get married, right? So they're planning the wedding and everything. And a couple of weeks before the wedding, he says, it's something I got to tell you. And I shit you not, this I'm not making this up. He sits her down and he tells her that this and he, these are black people. These are two black people. He says, "I'm a vampire." <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. This is a true story. This dude says he's a vampire. He's in the vampire religion, and that he drinks blood. And this is real. This is like legit real to him. And he said that if they have any more kids. He wants to raise, you know, his kids in the vampire religion. I I, I got so many questions. <laughs> so <laughs> this sister was so like she was upset at first because she's like a devout Christian, right? <sighs> she actually said, "I I can work with that." <laughs> wow. So. Oh and, and I was I was clowning too because uh she's actually uh the cousin of a, a close friend of mine and I was making fun of him. I was calling him Nosferatu. <laughs> I was like, I was like, when is her and uh, Nosferatu getting married? But you know what? Unfortunately, they didn't end up married <clears throat> because not only was he a vampire, he was a cheating bastard. So, <laughs> oh, I, th- I half, I swear to God, I half thought you were gonna say. She liked too much garlic. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, he was legit in this religion and everything, and he showed her everything and all the literature. Yeah. What, what, what did he show? Did he show like a, like a membership card, or is it a a membership card? <laughs> but I guess they have a Bible or something like that. Because okay. I, okay. I was like, he called the Book of Lilith. Is that what it's called? Okay. I I was like, wow. But it was funny, though. She was going to marry a vampire, but you can't be a cheating vampire, though. That's <laughs> where the line is wrong. I, I saw Buffy. Was he allowed to go into people's houses? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, Apparently. Yeah. Why didn't he try to marry one of his fellow vampires? Back? Like Eddie Murphy? <laughs> anyway. I he had a, he had a uh, short hair. He had like kind of a military cut almost, but uh, yeah, he was. I should have picked up on it. He was a little strange, but but good, uh, good question, Doctor Tachi. Yeah. So, ladies in the chat room, if you're dating a guy and he he comes out that he's a vampire, is that a deal breaker? Print one for yes, it's a deal breaker. And two for no. Uh, so instead of coming out of the closet, he comes out of the closet. <laughs> right. It's like coming out of a coffin day. Oh my god! And don't be surprised if uh, that finds its way into one of my screenplays too. By the way, because 
Maya, Maya is okay. You a data vampire, Maya? Oh, see, that's very. Uh, I think she put the wrong. I, I have to believe Maya put the wrong one. Uh, so uh, wait, no, yeah, yes, you would date. Actually, no, wait. I think I said it backwards, but anyway, I get what they're saying. I heard they're good lovers. Oh, I heard they're good lovers. Oh shit. Okay, so she's yeah, yeah, hilarious. I like to be bitten, not taking my blood out though. So yeah, uh, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you, my, we do this friend time. of mine. As a writer, I get so, I mean so many great ideas for stories from her. Her life is just the craziest. Not her and everybody around her. I swear. I, I could literally write screenplays for the rest of my life just based on this chick's life. I mean, <laughs> this stuff I can't even say right That's now on the air because it's too crazy. And it's all true. That's what's so bizarre. And the, here's the funny thing is she's telling me the story, right, about her cousin. And it's not even weird to her. She's just like, uh, she's just telling me, matter of fact, like, that's what it is. I'm like, you just told me this guy's a vampire. <laughs> you know, like, that's not normal. That's some weird shit right there. That's bizarre. No. Like, 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 reverence and, mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, they, apparently, I didn't know that it was like a religion, though. I was like. There's a pastor yeah. called Count. <laughs> count. I don't know. I didn't go to that church. Okay, uh, so, so where do you draw the line, right? You're willing to date a vampire. What else are you willing to date at that point? I guess she's open to werewolves and ghouls and gremlins. Oh, oh. I mean, zombie apocalypse. You're right, right. He's probably enjoying this right now. So, so oh, uh, no, not because if he bites somebody, so he was a real crumb chocolate. Yeah, yeah. you know what? You know what? I thought this was going though. When she no, was I'm glad you, yeah, I, I think we're thinking the same thing, right? I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, this dude's gay. <laughs> no, he's a vampire, he's a straight vampire. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, okay. Yeah. So that that's already unrealistic, right? Because I think all vampires are actually pansexual. So oh, he's okay. probably lying well, anyway. Who know? You know what? Maybe we assumed he was straight. Uh, who knows what else he's dibbling and dabbling in? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does but, he? Does he shimmer and shine when the sun hits him. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a vampire. That's, that is. Shimmering clan with vampires, and they that's shine in the sun. <laughs> like, what do you say to your homegirl though? Like, like you like, do you allow your homegirl to marry a vampire? Like, do you like? I know you don't want to be in people's business, but is there a line where you like, I can't let you do this? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I know you grown, but I gotta, I gotta do this. Like, you know, but like that wasn't. That's the funny thing though. That wasn't the worst thing about him. Yeah. It was a vampire. It was that he cheated. Like and that was the story. The story was not that he was a vampire, it was that he cheated on her. When you said she was a devout Christian, right, and she decided to date a vampire knowingly. I mean, right, Mary. All, all logic up is down, left is right. You know, I mean, that's what we had at this point. He was type no. <laughs> well, you know, she could she could totally yeah, marry a vampire, but you know, she'd probably draw the line at a possessed person. Yeah, that's kind of funny. What is he possessed with, though? Like the spirit of Rick James? I mean, like what are we what are we talking about? What does he respect? What is he uh, uh, possessed with? The devil? Oh, I don't know. 
I don't right. know. I have no idea. I, I mean, uh, hey, you know, there could be maybe some people go out there and mm -hmm. look for someone that's possessed by someone else because then you actually have the opportunity to date one person, right? Have the exorcism, and then you might get a totally different person on the other side. So it's like a two for one. But I, okay, maybe not marry a vampire though, Damien, though. Maybe not marry them. Yeah, interesting story though. They have like you know one of my exes. Would I would I would I knowingly um, uh, hang out with a vampire lady? <laughs> right, right, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, yes. Be like, well, you know. Uh, yes, is the answer. To all weird, this. but uh, I, I lived in New York for twelve years, man. It, people were into all type of crazy things. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I used to hang out with Wiccan. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a couple of Wiccans, yeah. At some point, yeah. don't you so. question people's mental health? I mean, like, all kidding aside, don't you actually really think, oh, my God, these people are legitimately crazy? Oh, my God. Have you seen those dog? I mean, not dog, but the horse people? No. The people, they, they're called pony play. It's these oh, people. I saw. It. I saw. It's it. so bizarre and ugh. It's people who are uh, nay, uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, people who like to dress up as horses and have sexual experiences with each other. It's the bizarre. It's like, how do you even get started in that? Like that is so bizarre. <laughs> that's, like, that's that's a, a, a crazy fantasy because. Never mind. I, I can't even go there with it. it just, <laughs> Has something like, to do with sexual repression, and then just kind of goes on from there. I, I, but it is, yeah. They they just horsing around. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, people, people, man, they into some strange stuff. Yeah, it's funny though. Cool. You be thinking you freaky until you meet some real freaks. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I'm just regular. <laughs> Compared to these cats, just regular. Yeah, I'm regular, regular. I ain't, uh, I ain't, I ain't that crazy. So yeah, yeah. There um, are many levels of crazy in the uh, in the crazy circles, as they are. Yeah, I'm just a normal everyday cat. So, all right. So, um, just so to let people know, on Thursday we're doing something different. Um, this brother Damien is going to share with us. Uh, his great short film. Uh, once again, kind of tell us about what's going to happen Thursday. Uh, Thursday uh, Short Break is a short platform that uh, highlights independent short film. Well, highlights short films and, and uh, filmmakers. What we're going to do is have a, a filmmaker and a short film running at the same time. We, want, we're gonna, we all want to come together, watch the short film with the filmmaker, and then after the short film goes off, we're going to start the short film again, we're gonna put it on mute and we're gonna allow the audience to ask any question he or she would like to the filmmaker. I'm talking about what was your inspiration, what was the, uh, what cameras you shoot on, locations, whatever you, whatever can come to mind. Uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because one, we're all quarantined. I wanted to like support the stay home movement and try to find things, over here, here on 49, we wanna to try to find things to engage folks to, you know, be able to you know, take just, just a little relief. And then every short film has a story. Because most short films are made out of passion, made out of love. Those are where 
people are really throwing their heart for whatever reasons they're doing it. They're putting their all into these or they're trying something that out of their comfort zone. So we want to highlight these films and let's tell the story of this short film. And once you, you know, hear some of these journeys, these journeys are, 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 are really interesting and engaging, especially in times like this where we might need some inspirations, you know? Um. Uh, I I don't think I've told this story on here, but the way that I met Damien and, and which movie are we showing on? Is it about We're that? Showing Daddy's Big Girl. Oh, oh, Daddy's Big Girl, a great one. I First love thing. that one. Oh yeah, yeah you saw it because yeah. remember we mentioned him. Yeah. Love okay, that. so this is how this is how I met Damien. How long has it been? Like four or five years? Yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a minute now, bro. Okay, so me and Miosha had a movie in the Pan African Film Festival, and um, so. You know, we felt very confident about our movie. It was, it was a good movie. And they put you in different groups, right? And it's like six films in each group. So, you know, we're pretty cocky about, yeah, you know, our, you know, we got our shit is pretty good, you know? And we don't know the people that are in it, right? So the first film is shown in it. It was whack, right? So I'm going to just keep it 100. It was whack. So me and Mio just kind of looking at each other like, oh, yeah, okay. We got this. We good. And then the next movie came in, and this is a movie called Finding Her Light by Jamie Patton. Straight shout out to Jamie. Oh my God, this was dope. Like this film was amazing. And like I would say a little bit into it, me and Miosha looked at each other like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? So we're like, oh my God, okay, all right. So the next movie comes up, and it's this brother's movie about that. And actually, Jamie Patton, the director from Finding Her Light, is actually in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so we're watching this movie, and we're like, oh, my God, this is really good. Like, we're sitting there looking at each other like, oh, shit. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and his movie is amazing, right? Got a great response because it's a very good movie. And uh, so, um, and it's shot really good, and it's all black cast and it's shot like awesome right and we're just sitting there because we're both movie i guess we're movie geeks so cinephiles so cinephiles there you go and so we're like bugging out by the cinematography of both of the both of those films and the way that it's shot and everything so we're just sitting there like wow right it it was very inspiring and then if i remember correctly there might have been one other good movie besides you know uh yours and jamie's and then the last film had like the biggest budget and it kind of had a mini star in it, but it wasn't, it wasn't, that yeah, good. About. you know, it, it wasn't that good. So, um, but so afterwards they have us all come out and we talk about our movies and stuff like that. And me and Miosha was such big fans of watching Damien and Jamie's um, movie that we were just like, Hey, you know, um, we got the information. It was like, you know, I have a podcast, come on the show. He came on. Jamie came on, too, on another show. And uh, it was, you know, and after that, me and him was kept in touch. And uh, we're going to do something together yeah. uh, pretty soon. So once this, you know, this ends, uh, I have a great idea that, that he knows about. And uh, I have actually two really cool. Actually, one of it has to be shot on a desolate street at night. Well, I mean, 
You know, like, right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, maybe this is a good, you know, but it, 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 this is the time for any filmmaker. Hey, and I want to, hey, can I say something real quick, Quentin? Mm-hmm. Man, I really appreciate you, brother, because whenever mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm trying to figure some stuff out, like, break. I, I, I didn't know how to actually, I knew I had a vision. I knew I wanted to do, I knew how, I knew the ways of implementation and execution when it came to like marketing and putting everything, but I needed to you know, what was the, the engineering aspects to making this happen? And I knew I had an open, uh, I knew I had an open line to have a conversation with a good brother about it. And I knew Kente was a person I could turn to and he was going to, you know, give me the information unfiltered straight up. And like, here we go, brother. And then not only is he helping me out and gave me what I need to do, he said, hey man, how about we do the first one on, on, on the platform? What else? Let's partner up and make this happen. And we can, you know, help usher you into this world of getting things going, man. And I, I really appreciate the lookout and the, and the, and the co-signs. It's buzz. Good people, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what? You know, I just want us all to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I like, I take joy in other people that I know success and even people I don't know. So that brings joy to me. So, I, you know, I'm just that way. I don't, I don't know. I've never understood how people get intimidated or they feel some kind of way when they see somebody they know doing well it's like i like to see people do well like i it really gives me joy it gives me inspiration for whatever i'm doing as well so uh that's why i you know i like i said i try to do my best to help everybody and um you know and it makes it easy so and we have a good community here as well yes i just want to answer anthony davis's question um uh damien have you put your short in any of all right so this particular short uh Big girl that we'll be screening on at, uh, for our first one, our inaugural uh, a short break. It's uh, it won the Gentleman Jack Daniels Filmmaker of the Year Award. So we won the we won the Gentleman Jack Daniels Real to Real Filmmaker of the Year Award. So I won with this film, um, and this and, you know I got to say from that it, that that journey was great. Uh, partnering with Jack Daniels and um, and you know being in a, in a, uh, an ambassador. Uh, for them, for the program, has been an amazing experience. It's been really cool. They've been, you know, supportive all the way with not only that short film that we're one with, but also other projects that I've had in the future. So I appreciate everything Jack Daniels is doing with that. And also, I'm a huge Jack Daniels drinker, so that help that works out as well. So I hope that answers your question, Anthony. Not only uh, Daddy's Big Girl has been in film festivals, but all 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 the rest of my shorts have been in film festivals and have you know uh, we have won you know a couple awards and has been received very well. You know, uh, and I'm drinking Bacardi today only because these suckers cleared out my Jack Daniels. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I I was out of Jack Daniels, but yeah, I like it too. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to Thursday. It's going to be dope. And hopefully everybody comes out, supports, yeah. asks questions and all of that. And, you know, and because it's a really good movie. I think you you guys will really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, tell a friend, hey, tell your friends, please share it out. It's on my social media, uh, it's on my Facebook and my and my Instagram. Share it out. We're trying to get as many people as we can to watch this short film because not because the response, you know how it is. That's why I chose my 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 work first as a sacrificial lamb. You know, the first one is always sitting, people want to test the response, but we get a good showing, we get other people who are you know that are open to 
have their short films and want to be a part of this experience, this, this experience. And I believe that this going to, you know, provide us with some, you know, escapism right now. We all have these walls that we're pretty much should be trapped in. Let's use this as some escapism and enjoy ourselves, you know? And, and let me say something about Damien. If you follow this guy on Instagram, if you can put it in the chat room, this dude for the, especially the last couple of years, has been living it up. <laughs> I swear, every time I see this guy, he's like in, I swear he was like in Dubai, he was in Turkey, he was in, uh, I, I think he was in Bangladesh. I mean, you know, I'm, I don't remember those. Well, I know, places. Ireland, yeah. Germany, London. All yeah, like, one day I'm going to tune in and he's going to be on the moon. <laughs> like, this guy is always, he's like, forget those ekis, man. He's like, uh, uh, this guy is always doing something pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, the films that he's doing and you know what? And he was on The Purge recently, the, the TV show. Yeah, I'm on The Purge. Yeah, we, the season finale wrapped. Uh, I mean, we're not wrapped. The season finale aired. My bad. Wrong words. Season finale aired about maybe a month ago, month and a half ago now at this point. And uh, yeah, you know, it was a good season. We had a great time. It was really cool. Uh, the last, you know, uh, it's 10 episodes, 10, 10 episode miniseries. Uh, you know, I come, I start on episode four, so all right. I was so glad too because I actually watched that show, so yeah. it was good to, to see you on there. I don't think we have had a chance to talk about it, but yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, which is cool. So that means you're ready for for the, the purge that's about to happen. So, hey, uh, <laughs> mindset for a minute, man. So, yeah, it's gonna be what it's gonna have to be, <laughs> right? So, yeah, that that's pretty cool. So, um, definitely. Check this brother out. Follow him on Instagram. Um, okay, so we're going to start off with you, Dre. How can we get you in social media and all that good stuff? All right. So on social media, uh, see if I remember this, uh, on Instagram at Andre underscore D underscore Harrison. Twitter at Andre D. Harrison. All one word. Facebook at uh, uh, the Andre dot D dot Harrison. And uh, yeah, hit me on Facebook and all those good. Oh, YouTube. And one follow him on YouTube because you yeah. get to see him, this wonderful family. Yeah. 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 So if you guys can, if you guys can search it, it's better for the algorithms and it makes me look better according to YouTube. If you search Harrison Family Vlogs and then click subscribe and then click the bell notification, that'll help me out too. Thank you. And, and Damien, uh, brother Andre is a big camera guy too. Okay. So. You know he uh, he knows all the stuff too, so he he'd be a good one to talk to about all that stuff. Oh, where, where, uh, where you at, bro? New York City. Stand New York City. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, what about you, Damien? How can we get you in social media and all that good stuff? Oh, perfect. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Damien D Smith. D A M I E N D Smith. S M I T H. So Damien D Smith. That's my um, that's my personal Instagram. You can also wait a minute. Follow me. It's my Instagram, and also forty nine ten Rosalie Productions. I mean, that's our Instagram as well. That's keep us keep you abreast and everything that we got going on with the short break. My documentary Target St. Louis Volume One will be releasing soon. We actually were scheduled to have our um, our screening in St. Louis, partnered with the History Museum on. Um, March 22nd, but we all see what happened. But it got rescheduled to June 7th in St. Louis at the History Museum uh, in partnership with the Historical Society of uh, Missouri and the, and the African-American initiative that we have going on over there. So 
Uh, it's going to be a great screening. My 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 uh, documentary target saying was volume one. It's about post World War II during the Cold War era. The military conducted secret chemical tests on poor people of St. Louis. So that's the documentary. We got our feature coming up. So just follow me on IG and Facebook and. And need to keep you abreast of everything that we got going on. Because we got 40, oh, here, here over at 49, we have a lot more uh, really interesting projects and engaging things happening. So, yeah. Wait, man. I can't wait to see. So that's going to be dope. Jen, how can we get you in social media and all that good stuff? Um, you can find me in my boring life uh, in relative comparison on Twitter at following bliss one and my websites at moviesmakethemeal.com and studiowhitewolf.com. First of all, Jen, you live in Hawaii. You have three kids. I'm sure they keep you on your toes. Uh, you are a chef extraordinaire. Uh, you are a writer. Uh, so your life can't be that boring. Well, just in comparison, just in comparison. Mm-hmm. I think you have that secret life that we don't know about. Where, yeah, well, we all we ask is trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do. I can see it in your eyes, Jen. I, you have I those. do, but mm-hmm. I can't really tell you about it because then it wouldn't be a secret anymore. That's true. So, That's true. But I love. You y'all. Can... I mean, I love y'all absolutely, positively. Just absolutely love you. Just don't ask me to reveal my secrets. That's all. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. Tomorrow, I'm going to be on twice at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern. I'm going to be interviewing the owner of this platform, Alex, and he's going to talk about uh, the future of Get Vocal. Um, and, uh, and then we're going to be at a regular time at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, Ronald Smith. Uh, who has a great platform is going to be on there as well as uh, uh, I'm sure Jen, right? You're going to join me. Yeah. Cool. And uh, so we're, and then, you know, we'll talk to him in the beginning and then we'll have like kind of a free for all thing as well. So I'm going to be on twice tomorrow. Once uh, earlier to talk to uh, Alex who is stuck in Europe. So that's why we're doing it very early. So, um, but he says he's fine. He's healthy. And uh, he didn't say exactly where in Europe. So I, I think Germany. But um, so we're going to talk about Get Vocal. And he says he has a lot of good things to talk about when it comes to this platform that we're on. So which is pretty cool. So that is tomorrow. Uh, you guys enjoy the rest of stuck in. Yeah. Stuck in Europe. What an odd phrase. Hilarious. You guys have a beautiful rest of your day. God bless you. And uh, stay safe. Peace, good people.